What is the benefit of having a smaller cleaning business or business in general? We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us who don't cheat and don't work with scammy lead generators who are spending our own money, how do we do business that allows us to get in front of our perfect customer, all without sacrificing our beliefs or our family? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. All right, folks, hopefully hopefully everybody's having a great morning this morning. Uh, okay, so today we're going to be talking about uh, staying smaller and why to do it or not to do it. Now, uh, a little bit of a disclaimer, the information I'm putting out right now is going to be a little bit controversial, all right? So uh, especially if you're in the cleaning world, pretty much everybody is teaching you uh, to grow, grow, grow. You're not really doing anything unless you're scaling your cleaning business and all of that. And if you're looking to scale your cleaning business, it's important for you to understand that it doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing, at least in our opinion. Uh, you know, do you. Okay. So what I'm giving you, uh, the information I'm about to give you is the information that we started doing for ourselves. And I'm going to give you a little bit of background about why we made that decision, what we had done in the past, what we do now, and why us downsizing our cleaning business was one of the best decisions we ever made. Okay. So a little bit of backstory. So we used to be just like everybody else. We would go to all the things, right? Do the all little training things. We'd go to like three, four, five seminars a year. Whoever was doing it, we went, okay? And we got a ton of really good information from those people. We're really good friends with a lot of those people. Uh, so I'm not trying to say anything bad about any of that. But we are a, a very... Christian family. We do things pretty much by the book. Uh, we're a very, we just bring honesty and integrity to, to everything that we do. Okay. We're probably two of the most honest people I know. And especially when it comes to the business thing. Now, I'm a, am I saying that there's, uh, everybody else is dishonest? No, I'm not. But what I am saying is that a lot of the things that we were seeing, uh, was different than the way that we felt about things. And it was one of the reasons that fueled us to kind of live our lives the way that we live it and to not just follow the masses and, and follow somebody else's plan on what they thought we should do, especially when it came to like growing our business and stuff like that. We give you a little story about that as well. All right. So, uh, back when we were doing the whole, got to scale, got to scale. Okay. We eventually grew our cleaning company. We had two offices. Uh, we had upwards of eight employees at, at any given moment. Uh, we had salespeople and, and all of that, right? Office staff, we had uh, call service that we actually still utilize because we, we actually stay really, really busy, uh, since we downsize as well. And, um, Anyway, so this this thing was growing. It was a beast, man. It was 365 days a year. It was nonstop, okay? And as we were doing all this, you know, you're going through the growing pains and all the pains and struggles that you go through when you're when you're scaling. And one of the pinnacle moments for me was when I, I saw, so I had these people that I was following and there was this one video somebody had done and... Uh, we saw them like the struggles that they were going through in the, in a, not in our opinion, it, it's very dishonest. We think to use companies that are dishonest companies. Okay. So you have lead generating companies out there that are very, very dishonest. A lot of them have a ton of class action lawsuit stuff. A lot of them have had to change their name several times because 
they do a whole lot of ripping people off and, and that sort of thing, okay? Uh, we actually don't put our business into that circle at all anymore, okay? And that's kind of for a different podcast on a different day. Uh, but we definitely set our business apart from just about everybody because of the way that we do it. And we're going to be teaching people our process as well, if anybody's interested or whoever's interested, uh, to be able to kind of set their business apart and not follow the masses. But I'll never forget this time I was watching and this person was sitting talking about, uh, you know, his business and all of that. And then, but he was using one of those lead generating sites, you know, his sales were down a little lower, right? So when you're growing, you're trying to scale, it's all about sales, man. So you're, uh, you're, you're usually taking on jobs that you would never have to take if you were a smaller company. Uh, he was using one of these, uh, uh, very dishonest lead generating things, uh, and, and in that moment, I just I saw a side of somebody who, you know, on paper and on on videos and stuff or whatever, you know, they come off like, oh, super honest, whatever. And uh, when I saw that happen, when I saw somebody that comes across as, you know, a very honest person and trying to lead people in the right direction and all of that, having to basically – uh, fall in line and have to use one of these very dishonest lead generation things. I'm just like, you know, just like something like a spark went off in my head. And I'm like, man, do I really, is this what I want to have to do? You know, here's a guy that's got a four or $5 million company and, you know, everybody in the industry is like salivating over this guy. Right. And we're watching it, how much they're actually having to grind away 365 days out of the year to, to get this thing done. And again, I'm not trying to throw anybody's business out there. That's why I'm not throwing any names or anything. But there was just things that we saw that we didn't want to have to do. You know, me and Abby, we sat down and talked. At that point, we had a newborn while well, she was about one or so. And uh, I was missing a whole lot of stuff. I was gone all the time. And so me and Abby, we started talking. We're like, what do we want our life to look like five years from now? You know, do I want to be slaving away at this cleaning business thing forever? Do I want to uh, put all my eggs into the I'm going to sell my cleaning business basket? Now, don't get me wrong. When we go to get out of this thing, we'll sell it. But what I'm saying is that we didn't want to have to uh, follow the masses. You know, everybody seems to be wanting to like grow it to sell it like like everybody's teaching, which is a great thing. Again, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. But we looked at what do we want our five-year plan to look like? And what I didn't want it to look like was what we saw a couple of years ago where, you know, we're big into RVing. We love to travel and, you know, family time, things like that. So we had taken a road trip down to Florida uh, for the winter, okay? And I'll get into that here in a second too. But uh, the people that were in those communities that were doing the things that we love, they're all like 80 years old. And I was like, man, I do not want to wait until I'm 80 years old to be able to do what these people are doing right here. So what we did was we kind of – you do that whole, you know, in an earlier podcast, I talk about, you know, what's your perfect day look like. And we try to get as close to that as we can as quickly as possible. Okay. So right now with the whole downsizing thing, excuse me, with the downsizing thing, what it's enabled us to be able to do is we can throw a ton of money right now into other things that produce income, even when we're not cleaning. Okay. And that is a huge mistake. Tons of people make 
in this cleaning world or just in small business in general is that they put all of their hopes and dreams into this one freaking basket. And then depending on what that basket does, whether it's full or empties out, that's what decides these people's lives. And if you're doing that, then you are absolutely wrong. Okay. And if that hurts your feelings or whatever, then I apologize, but it's the absolute truth. Okay. Every single person that you you're learning from or buying from has multiple things going on, okay? Almost every single person that has something out there that's trying to teach you something either has another business going on, either either in the cleaning business still and they're doing something like selling soaps or something like that, or they, they're investing into other things like they do rental properties or whatever, okay? It's very, very rare that you will see anybody that has been doing entrepreneurship that kind of you see them having a, a, a basically a way of life that you're looking at and you're like, why? It seems like I'm making as much as they're making. Why does it seem like they got way more money than me or they're able to take time off or do this or do that? It's because they got more than one thing going on. When me and Abby close down for the wintertime with a cleaning business, we're still generating income every single month. You know, so like when we close our cleaning business down, uh, we almost don't have to touch the money that's in the account for the cleaning business until the following season comes around and we start getting back into the marketing thing and, and that sort of thing. But what we live off of during the wintertime is not our cleaning business money. We have other sources of income that take care of things like mortgages and payments and stuff like that on stuff so that we don't have to worry about doing that. Okay. And that's something that, to be honest with you, I wish the industry taught more of that because when you start doing that, that's where the freedom is. Okay. The freedom isn't, you know, these guys that are going around bragging about, oh, I can do 15 house washes in a day. Who in the heck wants to wash 15 freaking houses a day, man? If I can go out and clean one house and make as much as that guy made doing 15 houses, what does that tell you? I mean, I'm sitting here on these boards. I'm probably on like 10 different groups right now. And it is absolutely unbelievable how many people in the industry are being taught the, the a complete ridiculous way of doing this business. This business does not have to be that freaking difficult, man. You got people buying ridiculous booster pumps and all kinds of crazy stuff to be able to put 10 billion gallons a second on things like roofs and houses and then wondering why they're like damaging stuff. I just read a post about a guy putting a 50-50 mix on a freaking on a mix and then like five people after that on a on a metal siding of all things. And then several people after that commenting on, well, just make it a little lighter or whatever. And it's like, it's a bunch of people that don't know talking about a bunch of stuff they don't know about. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy to be honest with you, but this industry doesn't have to be that hard. We, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, we do, uh, we do very well with the cleaning business with me and Abby. We work less than 180 days a year. Uh, we work almost zero weekends, uh, it's, it's a very easy thing that we got that we've built here. And the process that we go through, we do zero in-person sales. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we do uh, that are a lot different than what is being taught in the industry. A lot of people are being taught that what our process doesn't work that you got to put out 10 billion gallons a second, that you have to do in-person sales, that you have to buy these really expensive soaps that do absolutely nothing, okay? Like if you're using like a like some kind of roof soap for your soap mix, uh, it's actually making you lo- use 
twice the chemical you should be using and it's teaching the industry teaches people to overspray anyway so as you get all this this soap that's made to cling to a freaking roof what do you think that's going to do to the bushes when you get down there and you think you're going to hose off a bush for 10 seconds and you're never going to have to worry about it it's crazy what's being taught it's absolutely crazy okay but um so anyway back on track so when we downsized uh, the biggest thing for us is that we wanted to live our perfect day as quickly as possible. So what we do is, uh, again, we work about 180 days a year, and then we take off. We do we travel. We spend the winter down in Florida. Uh, Sometimes you know we might go out to Arizona this year. And uh, we're a, a fairly young couple. You know, I'm 39. Abby's 30, uh, 31, getting ready to be. And uh, you know, we got a four year old daughter. And uh, we got a couple of different properties. We do short-term rentals. Uh, Abby's actually a a certified uh, holistic health practitioner. So uh, we do stuff with that, you know, and and then we also have the cleaning business as well. And, uh, you know, it's a very, very, very nice life. And I wish that more people in the industry taught how to do the things that we're doing. And so that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm going to teach. And I'm going to give little tidbits and tricks and tips about what we do and how we do it. Uh, we're going to be putting a couple things together to kind of show people if they, if they want to do that, you know, but in all honesty, my, my livelihood doesn't rely on me uh, trying to sell people training material. Would it be great if, if, if everybody bought something? Yeah, it would be. But at the end of the day, you know, that's not really what I'm here for. I'm just trying to put information out there. I think the industry could definitely use it right now. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, man, not having to use scammy lead generating things and not having to do really crazy stuff like thumbtack business cards onto onto mailboxes or feel like I have to do in-person estimates, you know, as a company, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous. You do not need to do in-person estimates. Cannot tell you how much you do not have to do in-person estimates, okay? I'm sitting here watching what what other people are putting on because for some reason these newer guys, they, they want to put all their pricing up, oh, you know, brag about how much money they made today and stuff like that, which is all great. You know, toot your own horn, do what you got to do. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's an easier way and you can get more money for your jobs, okay? We do an average ticket of about $1,200 per house, uh, and that's just the normal. We do not advertise to the masses. We advertise to our perfect customer. Uh, That's something that definitely is not taught enough because if it was, then people wouldn't be bragging about doing 15 freaking houses a day uh, because what we do is it's kind of like the difference if you think about it. Now, if you're a Ford guy, then this probably isn't going to make a whole lot of sense. But if you dream of, you know, if you drive that Ford, but you dream of things bigger than that, you know, this may settle a little better with you. Okay. Uh, But think about this. How many Lamborghinis do you see for sale on TV? The answer is none. Okay. Because the people who buy Lamborghinis are not watching TV. And the problem a lot of these people are doing is that they're marketing to people looking for a Ford, but they're trying to sell a Lamborghini. Okay, so you just need to learn if you're trying to get a higher ticket thing out there, you need to start learning where those high ticket people are. Okay, and a perfect example of that would be try to figure out where they put Lamborghinis for sale. When you learn that, that's going to be a big 
pivot, pivotal moment in what you do as far as your marketing stuff. Because if you're out there and you're worried about some $97 guy in a neighborhood and you think that he's taken one job away from you, uh, and now if you're the $97 guy, that's your thing. But by all means, do your thing, man. You do you. If you want to do 15 houses a day and that you do you. <laughs> but if you're trying to do one house for $1,500 or $2,500 in five or six hours and be able to go home and have dinner with your family and not be completely tore out with a bunch of arthritis and back pain, you know, maybe what I'm saying might, might help you as well. Okay. So, uh, you definitely do not have to do all of the crazy things or a lot of the crazy things that are being taught. If you stay smaller it definitely allows you to be able to put your resources in different places. Okay. I see some of the biggest companies that I know of, and these guys, these people are struggling. Your wives are miserable. They're stressed out and, uh, and, and burnout, uh, broke. That's another one. <laughs> so don't look at these bigger people thinking that, you know, it's the have all be all because, it's not always that case, okay? I know smaller people that make a ton of money. I know bigger people that are broke. And then it's also vice versa as well. So uh, you definitely got to be able to, to learn the things that will uh, enable you to be able to do what it is that I'm talking about. I'm not saying if, you just, if you're a bigger company and you downsize, you're automatically going to make a ton more money. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that if you do the right things, then being a smaller company can be absolutely amazing. You can make a ton of money doing it and you can have money to invest into other things that will generate revenue so that you don't have to kill yourself 365 days a year uh, power washing stuff. You know, it's great. this industry is amazing and uh, you can make a t- uh, an awesome life, life for yourself and uh, have a ton of freedom. Uh, but how many 60 year old power washing people do you see out there? You know, what's your, what's your, what's your exit plan? of getting out of the power. I mean, your body's only going to hold in there so long. I mean, once arthritis sets into your hands, it's going to be kind of hard to push a power washing wand. So uh, if you put all your hopes and dreams into the 2% basket, which is the amount of businesses that actually sell, they're left to be able to sell. Okay. When you go through the numbers, they tell you 80% of businesses fail after so many years. And then it goes up to a couple of, uh, after the second year, so many percentage, third year, so many percentage. And, and all the, as all these businesses are failing at the very end of all of that, like 2% of 1% of businesses ever sell, right? You got 80% of businesses closed down the first year. So if you're putting all your hopes and dreams into the, I'm going to sell my business basket, and that's going to be your retirement to be able to live off of for the rest of your life. Unfortunately, you're probably going to be extremely upset when you realize that that's not the case. So it might be beneficial to start looking into things of, uh, you know, ways of making residual income other than cleaning and that will make it extremely amazing and possible for you to have have a great life without having to kill yourself or your family or whatever trying to have a bigger company. So uh, hopefully you got something out of today. Uh, we're going to be putting some stuff out there and uh, really trying to help people to see and understand the, that you don't have to kill yourself in order to, to make a good life. All right. And uh, anyway, so you guys have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you soon.